Hey there, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the December 6th edition. Three things for today on peer pressure and, well, why do we still have to deal with it? Three quotes for this week. And finally, the triad, continuance, and general physical preparation or just explaining what our philosophy of why one needs to go to the gym is. Okay, so let's get on with it. On peer pressure. We face it all the time. I think as kids, this is something I faced quite a bit of especially as I was trying to figure out what I like to do, what I did not like to do, and differentiating it from what my friends wanted to do. I didn't do a good job. I invariably did whatever my friends were doing. And it took me literally leaving the country to figure out a lot more about myself, about what being introverted means, why I did not enjoy certain things, why I became a grumpy dick after certain events and things like that. And it's a funny topic to address because it has absolutely no relevance to my area of expertise. But then many of the things I'm talking about here are not my area of expertise. These are all struggles I deal with. And this came up because a student of mine brought this up and I just wanted to share what I have in mind and how I went about doing this. So I'll call this student TP, this person, however you want to remember them. They're part of a fitness community. Um, I don't mean the quad which no reason, just differentiating it. They love this group. They love the activity they're part of, and they want to keep doing it. Now, generally, fitness activities do take up a significant amount of time. It's not a short-term thing, right? It takes an hour, sometimes an hour to get there, to plan it. So you're talking about a significant amount of time, right? And TP's concern was with their professional commitment, with their commitment to family, say like Sundays being earmarked for kids and spouses, and weekday evenings is when their professional practice is on, the amount of social time they could spare for this non-social group was limited. And this unfortunately was leading to snide remarks, oh, you never come out with us, and, well, slightly kiddish stuff. But kiddish or not, these are our peer groups, and these things can get annoying or grating and start, well, draining us. And that's what is happening with TP. They don't want to give up the activity. And it's not that they don't want to hang out. 
sometimes they just can't so how do they go about dealing with this well as always it's simpler to tell you my mistakes and how i stumbled through this when i moved back i tried to do it all it was good to be back with my friends back in my hometown so i go to my friends but i'd have a very strict curfew like if i'm going out then by 9:30ish i'm out of there and try to be in bed by 10:30 which also which itself is a little past my bedtime now the thing is mm, most of my friends would come in maybe by the time i was just about getting ready to leave why because they're there you know they're thinking it's you know party starts 9:30ish and it's going to go on till 12 and 1 and 2 or whatever we just live in different time zones so invariably it was just getting well annoying for me and for them my mindset was not right to be honest i was always dealing with oh you always say no we haven't seen you in so long you skip the last two times as well and just as i am getting ready to leave somebody comes in and they're like oh you're not even going to hang out we're like no nah, you're late but you know friends what are you going to do so i was passive aggressive for a bit i would just go in and put attendance and leave and you know what i was not having fun it took a couple of simple changes in my mindset one i would only go if i was going to be relaxed about when i would leave so no curfew it's not that i'm going to spend that uh, night till uh, 3 a.m uh, i could never do that even as a 20 year old but i'm not going to you know leave at 10 o'clock or oh this carriage is going to turn into a pumpkin i need to get out of here blah 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 be a little bit more chill about it and i would also try to initiate these gatherings if i wanted a specific type of place to hang out and not a pub where it's loud and i have no idea why you one would decide to have conversations there <laughs> but such is life eh so i would also try to initiate these events and stop being a whiny ass about it and you know what the third these are your friends they got to deal with you like you got to deal with them so your constraints are your constraints their constraints are their constraints and you got to make things work if it doesn't go well well do you really want to hang out with them mm, probably not right so with that attitude things cleaned up seriously you just did so where does this leave leave uh, tp um and we can stop talking about me i think all of us need to find clarity all of us need to find a framework for ourselves so in my opinion tp had their priorities right professional life dictates that weekday evenings are not available Sundays are reserved for the family. This leaves a very narrow window which might not work for the fitness community that they are part of. So, they could try something similar. They can try to initiate. 
they know their calendar well in advance, which some of us do, some of us don't, and they can try to organize, you know, whatever it is that their group does, and then the social after. I think peer pressure is stupid. Go when you can, enjoy it. If you've not gone in a while and you miss it, well, it's on you, not on them. Don't expect to be invited. You know, just be adults about it, but it's easier said than done, right? And if people are not understanding and accommodating, maybe it's time to find a different group. Seriously, it's not worth it. There are enough things out there for you to do, and we already deal with enough pressures and stresses that we don't need, you know, needy, weird people annoying us, saying you don't come here and don't do this. So do what makes you happy. That's what it comes down to. Sometimes we just need to sit and introspect. Well, I hope that's useful for what it's worth. Moving on, we'll talk about three quotes. And, well, this just seems to be fun to do. And I'm having a good time finding quotes for you. The first one comes from uh, one of my readers. So thank you for sharing this. Examine what you tolerate. I love this one. It's beautiful. Many times when we see bad behavior around us in our organization, uh, in our communities, uh, in our families, well, it's probably because we put up with it, we don't say anything about it, that these things crop up. I'll tell you a simple um, example. Well, when we moved um, to start the quad in 2011, uh, we had a very clear idea of how we would run it. We would run it as a class, okay? Now, this, is a, this was a big deal back then because gyms were know, open for a chunk of time, you go in whenever. Now, we said 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Come in, one hour, do your work, and leave. And people told us we were being silly, that it wouldn't work. People would come late, this is India, blah, blah, blah. Nonsense. All of us like routine, like structure, like rituals, and we gain a lot more control over our day when certain things go on time, when everything has its place. And to form a new habit or to establish uh, an old habit, we need these things. We said no. We said we would do things on time. And, well, nine years and some later, I'd say we have maybe one percent of people coming in late and even then that's a pretty small percentage. But if we had tolerated this constantly and saying, oh, it is what it is, you guys come in whenever, nah, I don't think the culture and community we were going for would have happened. So if there is something in your life that you're not happy with, somebody's behavior, your behavior, or hey, where does my time go? You're tolerating something that maybe you shouldn't be tolerating. You're thinking it's not harmful when, in fact, it is 
harmful. It could be saying yes to too many things. It could be not speaking out loud when your friend makes a slightly sexist or racist remark. You know, oh, it's funny. Whatever it is, examine what you tolerate. The second quote, this one is from Krishnamurti. The day you teach the child the name of the bird, the child will never see that bird again. Okay, full disclosure, I find him pretty hard to comprehend, okay? I'm just not that uh, smart, I guess. But I love this quote because it took me a while for it to sink in. We are patterns, okay? If you, if you think about it, you keep going on a loop or you find something to do or you know the brain goes and recognizes something and you just go on a straight path. We are not as... Um, uh, unique and spontaneous as we'd like to believe. And what has happened, if you think about it, is uh, a process called um, hedonistic uh, adaptation. Things aren't that exciting anymore. You want the next big thing. You want something new. You want the next shiny object. Sunrises are still beautiful. Sunsets are still beautiful, right? The wind in your face, still amazing. But very, very rarely do we stop and enjoy it. Why? Well, it's a sunrise or it's a sunset. We've seen it. So that's what um, I think he's trying to say here. When, when you look at a child looking at something for the first time, you know, they are so excited about it because it's a new thing that they are discovering and we make them go blase about it which is silly in fact we need to learn something from them and learn to look at a thing without being so jaded about it and what can happen is when we don't take something and wrap it around in a concept or a pattern we might actually take it and do something bigger with it. Because every situation, every context can be looked at differently. The final quote, this is by Elizabeth Gilbert. The work wants to be made and it wants to be made through you. Big Magic, which is her work, was a big, big, big deal for me to read. And I needed to read Big Magic before I understood uh, The War of Art. Big Magic is, is just a very well-written story. Not, not a story story. But it's uh, Elizabeth Gilbert talking about creativity and process. And as a chronic overthinker, I kept thinking I needed to do this, 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 and only you know one glorious, shiny, fine day will 
I be able to write? And just reading this book and her warm, encouraging style, uh, was I able to get out of my funk and start writing. Whereas the war of art is, is, is a slap in the face, okay? He keeps going slap, slap, slap. Seriously, it's a fun read. That was a jolt and I needed that jolt, but I was not ready for it. I needed uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's warm hugs and hand-holding to lead me first. So if, if uh, procrastination or creativity uh, is lacking or something, I'd recommend checking these two books out. So whenever I think of what I want to add to the world, like this thing, right? Like who's going to listen to it? Who cares? I'm getting something out of this. And maybe the three people who are listening, I hope you get something out of this. Why does it matter how to 100,000 or 1 million? What? what are these numbers? Why do we come up with arbitrary numbers just because somebody else is doing it? So what if somebody else has said this? So what if Elizabeth Gilbert said this? I can say this or I can comprehend this and maybe I can say it in a way that reaches you better. So when I coach, when I teach people, I do try to find my unique style of teaching something. We have a lot of different coaches. All of us have our own styles. It's not that I think I'm better or my style's better. This is my style. Some of these things might resonate with you. Some of these will not. And that's okay. But this way of coaching, that's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to coach some other way. I'm not here to teach some other thing. This is my way and this, this is how work wants to come through me. And that's a powerful, powerful concept for me. So it got me writing my blog and doing these things. So thank you, Liz Gilbert. And on to triads, continuums, and general physical preparation. So, the first thing I want to introduce is why we need to talk about it as a continuum. So, think about it as, say, being unhealthy and being the most healthy person you can be. And it's a continuum between here and here. Now, at a certain point of time, as you move this way, you start to become healthier, right? You move this way, you become unhealthier. You eat five pieces of candy, say you're somewhere here, four pieces of candy is over here. You know, you're moving towards the healthy direction. That's all it is. It's not, there is a magic line in here this is a zero, this is a one, and this is unhealthy, and this is healthy. So we need to understand that a lot of these things are on a continuum, and all we're trying to do is go towards the right side of that continuum. So why is this relevant? First up, there are just so many ways to get fit, right? So which one do you choose? Well, that's what I'm going to try to walk you through as to why we do things this way or rather why this GPP is very relevant to you. 
there's running, there's lifting weights, there's Zumba, yoga, fancy aerobics, there's cycling, there's triathlons. There's just so many things, right? Should you do one or the other? Which faction do you join? Because if you join one faction, you can't join the other, apparently. Should you do it all? Should you do this for a bit and then that? Confusing, right? And I remember being on the other side of this uh, many years ago and just being... not knowing what to do, and that can be crippling. So let's start with what we are looking for. We want to get fit, standard answer. What does that mean? Well, fitness simply means the ability to do a task. So what task do you want to get fit for? Oh, I just want to be generally fit. Let's probe a little deeper, okay? I think We want to ensure that we are healthy for the long term. What is health? Health is, as Phil Maffetone defines it, optimal interplay of organs. So things inside are working well. Our brain's pretty good. Our body's pretty good. Our blood blood markers, sugar are all decent, whatever that means. And we are not going to be afflicted by lifestyle diseases like diabetes and obesity and things like this. That is, our lifestyle is such that that we are not going to go there. So health, stay healthy. We don't want to feel unfit. Being gassed, walking up five flights of stairs because the elevator is out, or playing with our kids and being unable to, or not being able to touch our toes, it could be any of this, right? Or you want to go play badminton, and which you did as a kid, but, oh, how can I even do that today? I'm not at all fit. Whatever it is, you want to be able to do some simple levels of physical activity and not feel like shit doing it or not being unable to do it. So healthy, fit. The third one, look good. All of us want to look good. And this is where the continuum part becomes important. We all look at looking good as only this far right of the continuum where models and six-pack abs and being ripped reside. And this, let's just call it being um, obese, even though that's probably an unhealthy thing. So whatever it is, right? There's a lot of space on this where we start to look better than we do today, and we all want to go here. That's not necessary at all. Well, let me rephrase. Maybe for you it's necessary, but you're already looking good when you're here, and you're just looking better and better and better and better, and you just have a very, well, you have a very lofty goal. Do the work, you can get there, sure. So, look good. Stay healthy, get fit. We want to do all these three when we say general fitness. So for all these, we need to define where we are on the continuum, where the far end of the continuum is, and I think we need to draw a line in the sand for each. We want to be on that side of that line. For health, I like using the waist 
to height ratio meaning your waist needs to be under half your height so measure around your belly button and presumably you know your height make sure both are using the same units meaning height in centimeters waist in centimeters waist by height less than half there's a lot of research that suggests that if you are here then the probability of you having lifestyle diseases or the probability of you dying of things is a lot lesser now this is not a magic line where you're on this side and you're healthy or on your this side you're unhealthy it is a line in the sand you can define this differently you can add, keep this as one definition for example i want my bp to be normal i want my blood sugar to be this way etc etc so we define healthy we want to draw a line same thing defining fitness um i've written about how strong you should be or what a base level of fitness should be i would look at that base level as the line you want to be on the right side of that line like having a plank being able to goblet squat being able to deadlift a little bit of weight right so being on the right side of that line likewise looking good that's a very personal choice you decide what that line is but draw the line don't keep looking at this how models and actors look that's the far 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 end you draw a line somewhere you want to be on this side of that line this is why continuums are important and this is the triad i'm talking about this is why we go to the gym or rather this is what we want to do at the quad okay at the quad we want you to show up 3 days a week and what you get is the intersection of these three things um you know when diagram three things let me see let me just show you my laptop for this one right something what we can make out there so three circles three circles get fit stay healthy look good and at the intersection of those three that's what we want to do at the quad we are going to get you fit for health for general fitness and to get you to look good as well but looking good is not the focus at the same time performance is not the focus you're not an elite athlete where you want to sacrifice health for performance we want that intersection where we are healthy we look good we feel good and we can do a lot of fitness things so this is where the concept of gpp or general physical preparation comes in i first read this concept um when i was reading pavel so i want to let pavel elaborate further any sport specific or goal specific training must be done on a foundation of general physical preparation the russian concept of gpp got misinterpreted in the west as metabolic smokers nothing could be further from the truth gpp embraces all attributes strength flexibility endurance etc and when russians talk about general development they imply 
a wide carryover to a great many applications. The ability to perform any physical work more or less successfully. This comes from a Russian researcher, Ozulin, but I found it through Pavel. So GPP is what most people mean when they say functional fitness or training, but that gets confused with just doing random shit. Oh, I'm gonna run, I'm gonna make you flip a tire, I'm gonna make you jump 45 ways till you wanna throw up. That's not GPP, that's not functional, that's just random BS by people who don't understand. At the quad, how we define GPP, you need to have a base level of strength, you need to have good joint mobility, we need some power and speed, and you need to have good aerobic and anaerobic endurance. So strength, speed, endurance, and mobility. Sure, there are other facets, agility and balance, but it's rather hard to have poor balance when you can do, say, a great single leg deadlift and a split squat. It's hard to have poor agility when you know, you can do double unders and single unders for reps. So those are just part of the programming. We want to look at big rocks, and we believe these are the big rocks. Based on how serious you are, how much time you are, and what you want to do with this GPP. You know, I want to run a marathon. I want to run a triathlon. You can build a bigger base, right? Or... If all you're interested is in health and you don't really want those other things, you just want to go about life and have a great life, well, just show up three days a week. That's enough. You don't need to do anything else. You want to play a sport recreationally? Super. GPP takes care of it. If you put in your work at the gym, just enough minimal dosage, other things open up. That's what we want to do. And at the same time, like I said, if you have a very specific goal, I want to run a faster 5K. What we would do is identify if there's any weakness at the gym in the form of GPP. And then maybe add in a little bit of specificity to there. Say to get faster, can I have you do more snatches? Can I have you do more powerful swings? And then you go to your sport and you try and implement it in your sport. You do intervals, right? You do, say, 7Ks and 8Ks, or you run 100-meter intervals and one-mile intervals and things like that. So there is a part that can be sorted at the gym. There is a part that can be sorted at your sport. But it comes from asking smart questions. Where is my goal? fall under, what are my weaknesses, what are my gaps. So what we do at the quad is we make GPP fun, okay? For people like you and me, GPP is all we need, general physical preparation. It allows you to go and do more things. More things can be other physical activities or just more of life. You don't need to feel inhibited by your physical fitness or physical and mental fitness. We got this covered. 
Because for most of us, that's ample. This is the foundation on which to stand and do other things on. And all you got to do for this, show up three days a week. If this resonates with you, Dan John, Paolo Satsaline, Mike Boyle, and there are a ton of other coaches who say very similar things because, well, you know, I steal from all of them. We steal from all of them. Find out which one of them you resonate with. Or, hey, check out the quad. This is not a sales pitch, but yeah, maybe it is. But anyway, general physical preparation is probably what you're looking for when you say just general fitness. But And we define it as those three things. So the triads, the continuums, and GPP. Three concepts that I think are very, very important, relevant for all of us. Uh, if you have any questions, do ask. I would love to chat further on this as well. And, well, with that, we are done with our three things for today. Thank you for listening. This is Coach AA signing off, and I will see you next Sunday. Bye.